if you're going through a deck with people right now, the, the number one thing that creates a better experience is more questions and less questions about, tell me the three things that you'd like for your software to do better. That's a gotcha question. And it's not tailored to a buyer that's tailored to, Oh, I'm a salesperson and I want something out of this. Yeah. Instead say like, tell me the three things about your existing solution that you love. That is the gold standard that we would have to provide if we ever even wanted a chance of winning your business. Mm -hmm. Imagine that that was your question. That's a different experience. Hey everyone, George Soto here and you're watching Demo Diaries. Today I'm joined by Dale Dupree, who is the founder and CEO at The Sales Rebellion here in Florida. You're like four hours from me, I think, up there. How are you, man? You're doing good, bro. Yeah, I mean, four hours if you're not driving 180 miles per <laughs> hour, you know, like I can get to you pretty quick, you know. <laughs> totally. So I went to college in Tallahassee. I don't know if I told you that. So I'm Florida a Florida State? boy. Florida State. Yeah. Nice, nice. I went to Florida State, um, went undergrad and grad school there and used to drive through Orlando all the time to, you know, right. back and forth to visit my family. Had an ex-girlfriend in Jacksonville, would go to Ocala and Gainesville to party all the time. Really was like to pick fights with Gator fans and <laughs> uh, almost go to jail. But well, you, uh, you might have gotten into a fight with me, depending on your your age range. Because <laughs> all my friends went to UF, including some of my family. So I was and will always be a Florida Gator. Well, it's all right. You know what? Listen, <laughs> I, I'm actually a, a Miami hurricane. Now? Um, yeah, yeah. I feel you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because I've grown up. I grew up in Miami, but like We're, I couldn't get into UM because my grades sucked. And so... Uh, so I ended up getting into Florida State. And at that time, we were still like the number one party school in the nation. So I'll be 40 in September. So uh, yeah, but, uh, you know, it's it's been a fun ride. And it's great to have another like sales enthusiast, someone who's really passionate about it here in the state. Because I feel like particularly in technology, a lot of folks were like on the West Coast, you know, Silicon Valley, you know, I spent some time out there. So right. awesome. Uh, right on to the uh, the Florida boys. Um, why don't you take a quick second to introduce yourself, tell folks a little bit about your career background and what led you on this journey? Yeah, no doubt. So Dale Dupree, uh, they they once called me the copier warrior, <clears throat> and and that's where my origins in the sales world begin. However, I was a, an aspiring musician prior to that. Uh, I was I was a kid that was raised in the South. Uh, we call Florida the South around here, just in case you're wondering. Um, you know, I, I, like, I think the I, cutoff is what like if you're it's, south of it's Orlando. Yeah, Orlando? If you're south okay. of Orlando, then you're in Miami. <laughs> <laughs> or, or or in Latin America with uh, yeah, right, yeah. right. Well, we got we always called it little Cuba down there. Definitely. Right? Especially in the Keys. And the Cuban food down there is dope. Like that's a a piece that just as a pro tip for anybody that's trying to hack the Florida scene, uh, the food scene in Florida is that Miami down to the Keys is where some of the best Cuban food in existence is. And and a lot of those people will end up migrating north at some point because they kind of get away from like the busyness of the city and so mm -hmm. they'll end up in places like Brevard County for example and open a, a little Cuban spot in the middle of nowhere so like Florida in general if you can find a, a, a Cuban spot either in a, a major metropolitan area like Miami all the way down to the Keys or randomly in a place called like Palatka you know then like then eat it because, <laughs> because it's probably dope but 
I digress. Born and raised in Orlando, by the way. So I am a true Floridian from that perspective and I'm second generation. So my mom and dad were both born in Orlando, Florida. So that's like one of those things that people hear and they're like, what? That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> but uh, as, a, as a young man, you know, growing up in the state, as you well know, we have a pretty good <laughs> music scene here in yep. general. And, and we have some big artists like Newfound Glory, um, you know, Marilyn Manson. And I know those are like more mainstream artists, but that's the point, right? Yeah. That it kind of came from, from the state. And so I had a lot of influence around me with it as well, too. So I, I toured in a band on Warner Brothers Records for several years. And then ended up coming back and selling copy machines to, to build a life, build a family, get things started. And, and that took me to 14 extremely successful years in the B2B world and led me into the sales rebellion where I am today. Awesome. Well, kudos to direct selling. I used to sell encyclopedias door to door back when I was in college. And I, I almost worked for, I'm blanking out, but we, I was about to be a, a copy salesperson. Is it not? Oh, forget it. I'm going to stop trying to figure it out. But uh, I got the job. They loved the door to door experience. And then I ended up moving to San Diego to work for a startup. Uh, one of my buddies, like startups trying to do manufacturing for hotel furniture. And I thought it would be fun because I'd be traveling around the world. It didn't turn out to be that way, but uh, c'est la vie, right? Well, let's talk a little bit about the sales rebellion. I know you got a podcast. You've been doing a ton of thought leadership and evangelism. I'm going to say like, man, I don't know. I'm going to say eight years or something since I've been sort of aware of your brand. I remember seeing you doing stuff with Carlos Gill back uh, on the West Coast, and that was the first time I saw you. So it's good to kind of like circle back now. But what yeah. is the sales rebellion and what's sort of the the genesis of that whole journey? So the sales rebellion, and it's cool that you said that, actually, because I want to go on record here saying that we built a brand that, and I have a consistency that feels like it's been around for 10 years. Like, we did that on purpose. We, because I started building the brand of the sales rebellion technically through the copier warrior. And so a lot of people that know the copier warrior as a salesperson, so like if you were my buyer, you know the sales rebellion already. You've seen it, you've heard the message, and you go, that's Dale, right? That's that's the guy. So the thought process though is too, is that I, I only started posting on content on LinkedIn in 2017. So I've only been from a thought leadership standpoint, only been around and I, I, I hate to even call it that because I'm just talking and, and posting content there. Like I don't believe myself to be some kind of guru or whatever you want to call me. I, I really am just a normal human being that's had some awesome uh, success and had some great, uh, you know, just in general experiences in my life that I, that, and some terrible ones that I believe that I can help other people to understand better what they're going through by being vocal about those things. And by talking to, you know, more about less of my opinion and more about what it is that matters inside of those particulars. And, and so that I believe that that's really how the, the foundation of any company should start. It should be less about like, Hey, we sell this product and we do this thing and more about, the identity of like how you mix into their ecosystem, the people that are watching and that are, that are looking to be a part of it at some point, you know, it's all about people. So my, my father was very good at keeping my headspace in this idea of what it truly means to be a salesperson, which is to be a servant leader. Mm. And, and that's what the sales rebellion is really founded on. It's, it's founded on the principles of servant leadership, which 
inside of our teaching, for example, we, we start with this particular teaching that we call roots and the whole thought process around it is how do we be less, how, how do we take our roots from being more of this, like, here's your 30 second commercial and this is your product that you're selling. And these are the objections you're going to get and how to overcome it. And how do we start asking ourselves questions that, that pertain more to our why and our what? So why are you doing what you're doing and, and what are you going to accomplish during that time? And, and not everybody is a why person either, right? So it's important that we, we at least try to tackle those, those subjects. And, and also like if we lean into the what more than the why, sometimes that makes just as much sense. But either one makes you a better seller because now you're not just selling for a commission check or a quota that somebody gave you and, and the attainment of it. And you're now selling because you have this passion, this purpose, this, this drive that's so much greater than a copier, right? I sold a commodity unit for 14 years that should have just like destroyed me through the process. Right. But no, I, because it's so bland and generic and it like you sell the same thing over and over and over and over and over. It is the definition of insanity, but I, I mixed it up. You know, like I, I went into markets that I wasn't supposed to go supposed to quote unquote go into. I, I went the non-traditional route with the way that I, I demoed and the way that I prospected and the way that I closed and because of that, everything was always a journey and an adventure throughout the process. And it was so much freaking fun, bro. And so the sales rebellion, like the foundation of the sales rebellion and what it is that we're doing is just my ecosystem coming to life through social media channels because I share content on a daily basis or coming to life because now we have a product that you can buy into instead of just kind of like looking from the outside in or hearing rumors about this guy that sold uh, you know, a product at some point that did it this completely different way. So we're allowing people to be a part of this thing that we're doing. A rebellion isn't isn't Dale Dupree, right? A rebellion is its people, is its community. And and so our, our call to action is join the rebellion, not like hire us, but join us, right? So- Awesome. Well, in regards to the rebellion, you mentioned a couple of times how you did things differently. If you thought about how you were demoing, you mentioned like you demoed a bit differently. There's this whole discussion now in this product-led world. I'm sure you're, you've seen maybe some of Joe's content around this, which is like not necessarily having to put people through that traditional process where I got to do a bunch of discovery before and then do a demo. Like, what was the way that you did it and how would you sort of recommend that folks kind of create their own rebellion and start to maybe do things around the demo a bit differently? Yeah, the demo in general, I think, can be boring for the participant, the buyer, because not, not to say that they're not interested in the information and what it is that you're sharing, but I believe that it can just be a little convoluted because you speak the language of your product you know, so you're here, you are talking about your features, advantages, benefits, and sure you're engaging with it in most cases as well too. But I should, I, I also should stop myself there and say that most of you are not. I've sat through more demos in the last couple of years of running this company than I can count. And I, and prior to that, when I wasn't a buyer and I was just a VP or even just a sales rep, I dude, like I sat through enough presentations where I just sat there and was like, am I even involved in this? You know, like is what I, I, I constantly think. And it's amazing how, how we as humans are just get into this mode of just this non-traditional form of communication when we do something like a demo, right? We, instead we'd like unpack the box of quote unquote business and say, you know, what are the pillars to business that we should be following here? And, 
you know, sure, there's, there's, there's great principles, morals, ethics, and values around everything that's worth being a part of or doing in life. But those are never changing and they're never boxed into something like business. They're just natural places that we should be as humans. And so one of those being experiences, like people deserve a better experience. Okay. People deserve to have an experience period. Let's just say, for example, uh, you've got a, you've got a friend that's got a birthday coming up and, and they like the Atlanta Braves and you live in, in Michigan and it's cold and it sucks. And imagine though, that that morning that you have behind the scenes rented a limo, gotten tickets, like plane tickets. And, and you told your friend's wife, like, Hey, I'm taking them out the entire day. And we're flying back at night after the game, right on a red eye. You've called their boss and been like, Hey, I'm taking my friend. Like you've gone through these motions to like give this person an experience. They show up at work and, and there's a limo waiting for them and their, and their superiors or their, their managers like, yo, get in the limo and, and, and see where it takes you. You're waiting at the airport with the tickets. You get in a plane, go enjoy a Braves game and fly home that same day. Like who does that? Right. I'll tell you who does James Carberry at Sweetfish Media. Shout out to the homie. He's really good at giving experiential uh, treatment to people. That's and that was one of his employees, also, mm. right? So, and that's a great story. And and they were both in. I think they were both in Florida, by the way. So I, I was just using states to to throw it all off, right? But the the thought process again is like in a demo. Do we give that same kind of experience? Are we particular and intentional about the things that we say and do? What we show. I mean, here's your product. And you can start saying like, so uh, we've won this award for this product and we've done this with it and it's acclaimed for these things. And this is kind of how it fixes this problem that you told me you're having. Or you can just ask somebody like, so what, what your first impression just from looking at it or just from from touching and feeling it right now? Like, hey, do you want to jump on the keyboard? Hey, do you want to do you want to do this? And and I'll just kind of walk you through it. And And again, like there's a million ways to do it. Not everybody likes every way that mm. we do it as well too, but but if inside of an experience, we're kind of getting people's permission and buy-in throughout the process, it's much better than the traditional demo, which is just tell, 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 sell, 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 which doesn't work, right? I love that. Man, I really love that. So you're saying like, give them the keys to the car, side, sits a uh, shotgun, ask them first. So Sally, you know, our demos can go two different ways. You know, I can go ahead and show you how it works. This will take, you know, 10 minutes, 12 minutes, and then we'll dive into some Q&A. Or if you're up for it, I can go ahead and send you a link. Here's the login. And and then I'll actually walk you through it and you can see how we can generate X report or whatnot. Is that essentially what you're saying when you talk about experience? It's a great thought. And, and the more that we can create tangible experiences too. So imagine that like you, you're just doing a regular demo, but before you do it on Wednesday at three o'clock that a package shows up that morning at 11 at that person's office before they get on the zoom. And it has stuff in it that they're bringing to the meeting, right? Like that's experiences, right? It can be small. It can be big. It can be hands-on. It can be hands-off. It's about making somebody feel, wow, this is unnecessary, but amazing. That's the thought process, right? I've, I, I love this. And, and furthermore, imagine that we had like in our demos, we used to jam the copier on purpose. And we was to have the prospect, like we go right for the throat on problems, right? We'd have the prospect come in and just, and we would jam the machine. We'd open a tray or, or stop it somehow, right? In the middle of its job and it would cause a jam. And then we would say to the prospect, we would say, well, I want you to unjam this. Okay. And we, you know, we'd walk them over and be like, just follow the instructions. And we'd shut up and let them do their thing. And even if they struggled through it, we let them struggle through it. And at the end of it, we'd say, how does that, how does that compare to, clearing a jam on your existing machine. 
And the funniest part about this, like a lot of people are thinking, why would you take somebody down a negative path like that? The funniest part about this is that they would say, well, I've gotten really used to doing it with that one because we do it every day. And then you're, and then you've uncovered a pain that you didn't even know was there because they didn't give it right. Or, or, you know, in the process of that same sentiment, you say to them like, oh, okay. So you probably gotten used to that. You'd prefer to just kind of be that way. And, and, and that human on the, on the other side of that statement will say like, well, no, I, I'd prefer not to jam. But I guess if I think about it, that was a little bit easier or it was about the same or, but the purpose being that you've taken somebody through an experience into something that uncovers more in regards to like the demand that your product should have in the first place, right? That's the thought process. Like why would people, why are people buying? Because they want a lower cost per month because they want, um, you know, they want some kind of giveaway that you're, that you're including with it. No, I mean, like, sure. There are people out there that are picky about that kind of stuff. That's not your trap. I didn't make so much freaking money selling coffee machines. I almost gave it over there. You saw that I was hesitant, <laughs> right? Uh, because, because I was out there selling features, advantages, benefits, and racing to the bottom on price. I, I had people spending $100 more a month on leases that lasted six years because they were bought into what we were creating for them, what we defined for them, the experience we gave them, and then the intrinsic value that came with hiring somebody like Dale Dupree. Amazing. So they were buying into the vision. They were buying into the relationship. They were buying into the experience. And it sounds also like they were buying into what it meant to use your product, right? Like putting them almost into like a a community, right? Especially when you started to build your, your brand, you know, we were thinking about some topics to dive into a little earlier. And one of the things that came up was like, how do you start to be super creative in sales? I know you basically sort of alluded to, to that a bit here in terms of the demo. What would you say if you're thinking about the entire funnel and uh, particularly let's start off with like SDRs, maybe AEs and then SEs. Uh, just for, you know, I mean, there's so much we can dive into, but for these purposes, what are some creative sort of ideas that people can start to implement like tomorrow, right? Not having to like put an entire deck together and then sell their management on it, but they can just start testing right now. Maybe they don't get into too much trouble, maybe just a little bit. um, And then they can start to sort of see some results. There's very simple things that people can do. Like we have a resource called the crumpled letter. So if like, let's just say that we're talking prospecting, you want to give people a better experience in prospecting. We have a technique called the letter campaign. And there's, there's a, a, a entry level version called the crumpled letter uh, that we have inside of the rebellion that you can send to that prospect before you ever dial them. And 99.9% of our students will tell you that it create when the person picks up the phone, when you actually get them, that it creates a much better experience, that the conversation is different, that there's better outcomes, even if they're still telling you no, that it's a better kind of no, right? That's a thing. And, and we, we get that at the rebellion, right? So if you're, if, if, if you're going through a deck with people right now, the, the number one thing that creates a better experience is more questions and less questions about, tell me the three things that you'd like for your software to do better. That's a gotcha question. And it's not tailored to a buyer that's tailored to, Oh, I'm a salesperson and I want something out of this. Mm-hmm. Instead say like, tell me the three things about your existing solution 
that you love, that is the gold standard that we would have to provide if we ever even wanted a chance of winning your business. Mm -hmm. Imagine that that was your question. That's a different experience that interrupts the pat the typical pattern of what people are used to. And they think, wow, what was that? That's, that's a disruption, ladies and gentlemen, that's what that is. And it, it causes people to think so much differently, right. Through the process. So imagine also that like on your deck that you're sharing the screen with that you have things like little QR codes that take people to further experiences. And you don't even have to tell people there's QR codes on there. You could just make it subtle enough and there enough that while they're watching and they're looking, they're like, what's that? And they pull their phone out and scan it. Right. There's all kinds of little things that people can do from that perspective that they're not taking advantage of to give people experiences, but they start with small things, right? Like one more step in the middle of your, at the beginning of your prospecting, one question that's different in regards to the way that you position yourself inside of a demo or something, an Easter egg that you hide inside of, you know, visibly inside of your, your slide decks that give further experiences to, to the prospect. Amazing. Dale. Thank you so much for your time. I, I don't. I know you're a super busy guy running this great company, so I don't want to take up too much of your time. I have to get you back on the show in the future. So hopefully, uh, I'll I'll, uh, I'll hit you up on LinkedIn again and uh, and and coerce you to come back on, you know, come <laughs> up with some other topics. But I hope to see you in person, and uh, maybe we can do something uh, live at some point. But if folks want to learn more about the Sales Rebellion follow you on social. I know you're super active on a variety of different channels. What are the best URLs or handles to reach you? Yeah. Best place to go. Like if you're just in Google, just type in Dale Debris. If you're trying to find our website, thesalesrebellion.com is a place to go. We have a community page on there where you can listen to our podcast selling local. You can join our Slack group, which is free. That has a community of rebels, not just um, the people that are that are actually uh, paying for our services, right? So just like our community, right? So you can come in there, and meet a ton of great people. Any single platform: LinkedIn, uh, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Twitter, YouTube. Either backslash Sales Rebellion or at Sales Rebellion. Except for LinkedIn, that's backslash in backslash Copier Warrior, or just search for Dale Dupree or the Sales Rebellion. Nice. Well, Dale, I know you're a an artist and you, you might see some of my guitars. You can't see my other wall right now, but I got about two back here. And, and then I got four up there. I got one in New York City and I have one in San Francisco, actually in Oakland. So we got to make some music. Maybe we can do some kind of production around sales or music video or something yeah, uh, i was chatting it. let's do it all right i'll hit you up on social and we'll see what uh what we can organize they'll have a great great day thank you so much for your time and uh, we'll talk soon you got it bro appreciate you 